When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Sydney Kings into another championship series uh, mm. up against the New Zealand Breakers. Two outstanding basketball teams, outstanding basketball clubs, and it does promise to be a fantastic playoff series. Coach of the Sydney Kings, Chase Buford's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Chase, congratulations. Uh, it's always a, a, an achievement to be saved to get into a grand final series, but clearly the job is still to be done. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's... Uh... Yeah, credit to the guys for all the hard work they put in this year, and now we get a chance to go play for what we started to, you know, set out starting the season for. So, so you got two weeks off before the championship series Man. starts with the FIBA window. The, mm-hmm. the series shuts down. You have to have a little bit of a, a stop and think before you go. H- how do you manage? Have you got that sort of mapped out? How you're going to manage your way through those two weeks? Yeah, we've got a. a plan for how we're going to train but you know mostly just exactly what we always do we'll, we'll train in similar type blocks and we'll give this week to kind of focus on us and then maybe towards the weekend we'll start putting in some new zealand stuff and start focusing on the scout hey chase it's uh it is a bit of a challenge though because you build up that momentum mm. you feel like you, you've just come off a series the adrenaline i'm sure is pumping throughout the fellas is it a do you see it as a a handicap at all, or I mean, about no. Both teams have got to have a spell, but where your team is at, would you would you prefer this is not the case? You know, we finally played our first half of good basketball. Felt like in a while, or so you'd like to play some games, but at the same time, the way X's ankle was over the weekend, we probably uh, didn't didn't mind a few days extra to before to recover and you know get ready for the finals. And what about your team this year? Because you're back to where you were last year when you made the, the, the grand final and won the whole thing. Uh, but you've got three different imports and went to the to the naked eye when you look at it and you look at your structure you're doing, it's more, seems like there's more just different points of emphasis rather than something completely revamped on what you you did last year. Would, would that be a, a an accurate assessment or is this just, have you had to do things a bit differently? No, that's a that's a pretty accurate assessment. We we came in and reviewed last season and wanted to keep a lot of the things offensively and defensively pretty similar. And obviously, we brought in some new personnel, so that adjusts a little bit. But uh, no, I mean having Xavier Cooks and the best point guard in the league and one of the best you know local snipers in the league <laughs> does a lot of the work for you. So um, credit to those guys. Uh, that's true. You, and, and DJ Vasiljevic, he he has been uh, fantastic over the last couple of seasons. You had to deal with that. Really nasty Achilles injury, missed a lot of basketball. Uh, he he went through a bit of a slump. He, he's shooting. Uh, he's had a couple of periods where his shooting is down. Uh, we talk about him as being someone that just seems to have incredible self belief. Do you have to manage him when he's going through those periods? Because game one or two, uh, he he was not shooting the ball well, but then came in and gave you some really good minutes yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, guys who shoot a high volume of three point attempts, it's never going to be consistently great every game you know you're going to have games where you go nuts and a couple of games where it's just not your night you know you everybody talks about dj's early season slump and you look at his season numbers and they're pretty darn good mm. so especially on the volume he shoots so 
we have a ton of faith in DJ. We know, especially in the big moments, as you saw in the fourth quarter last night, mm. as you saw, you know, at the end of game two last year in the finals, he, he relishes those big shots and is ready to knock them down at any time. Chase, in the three or four mm. years you've been a head coach uh, here and prior to that in Wisconsin, have you ever been ejected? Have you ever been kicked off the sideline for any particular reason? Well, obviously, I was ejected in game two. So, But, yes, once also in Wisconsin, which led to a pretty viral video that you may or may not have seen. So, I'll have to look for that. I, I, the reason I ask it, it looks like it's not something that uh, is going to happen to you all that often. And I wonder whether there's a bit of strategy behind it. I, I wonder whether it isn't just the red mist descending and, and, you know, the emotion of the moment getting the better of you. I, I wonder whether there's there's a point you try and make as coach uh, at a time like that, is there is was there anything extra behind it other than just the the, the emotions of the moment getting the better of you? I think it was just the point that our guys sitting there with a bloody nose, and you know <laughs> we'd gotten our fifth flopboarding in two games, and just that was that was a frustrating, you know, trend for for our team. So, uh, you know, I got to handle myself better in a lot of moments. I'm growing as a person and a coach, but um, you know, I think standing up for my guys and, and being a passionate competitor is something I'm not going to lose anytime soon. I think the players would love it. I was talking to Gazy mm. about this, Chase, and we've been talking about it a bit during uh, during the playoffs in particular, and you see where you get to the pointy end, the, the physicality of these games starts sort of amping up, and, and the players put you know more on the line physically. Do, do you talk to the refs about that before games? How would you like these games to be refereed? They got a hard enough job without having to hear my opinion. I know I I know I share them frequently during the games, but I'll I'll leave them alone and give them as much time before the game as I can. What would you like to see? Would you like to see? Well, usually, naturally, there is a a um, the the games are allowed to be tolerance to it. Correct. The games because of the intensity at both ends, they become really hard games to officiate. I think chase and and but. I'd prefer probably to err on the side of allowing a little bit more physicality, but um, but some coaches in, in certain strategies uh, don't like that. They say, hey, why should we change now? We've been playing all season one way. Yeah, why yeah, should yeah, you change yeah. now? But that's just a, a personal preference for me, Chase. But uh, does it does it really bother you one way or other, I guess, or you're just saying, I don't care which way it is, be consistent? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all we hope you can ever hope for. But at the end of the day, I think you know the NBL is a, a pretty physical league in general, and you know I think it's it's got the, a pretty good balance in the, the regular season and playoffs. You know, the NBA changes to two different sports when it goes from the regular season to playoffs, and I think that one's a hard for some teams to adjust to because you play one way all year, and mm. all of a sudden it becomes you know totally different style of play in the playoffs. So. Mm. Um, but no, it's we relish it. Our guys enjoy the physicality. I think you saw you know Justin. His physicality on DJ Home yeah. helped us a ton last night. So, um, you know, we, we like to play physical too and, and get up into people. So we uh, we relish that. And you, you're fortunate you've got this league's MVP. You've already mentioned in uh, Xavier Cooks. He's coming off of the last couple of seasons and I'm sure you've contributed significantly to the success that he had last year, season and certainly this one. A lot of talk about him being a potential NBA prospect. There's, there's no doubt he's got... NBA talent. I don't think he's the sort of player that can play on any team, but do you think that he's a, a player that will get an opportunity at that level? Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, I think he's shown that he can really impact basketball games in a variety of ways. And obviously the the shooting piece, like you said, you know, certain teams and, and players, is you got to have 
that skill to play alongside. But, you know, I think there are certain clubs that X could come in and play a role and, and play an impactful role um, because he is an elite athlete. He's an elite defender. He's an elite rebounder. He's an elite passer. He's an elite transition player. Um, he just does so many things at a really high level that it translates no matter what level of basketball we're talking about. And, and what about you, Chase? This is – uh, it's a showcase for a lot of the players that come out into our league and, and, and play in the NBL. It's a it's becoming recognised as a really good pathway into the NBA. Uh, we saw Will Weaver go from the Sydney Kings to the Houston Rockets and, and uh, get an opportunity there. He's no longer he's playing. I think he's coaching in Paris right now. But for you personally, is that the pathway that you would like to, uh, you're aspiring to get to as well? I mean, at the end of the day, you, you want to play at the highest level and coach at the highest level. So eventually, I think I'd like to get back to the NBA. But, you know, right now I'm loving being a head coach, loving living in Sydney. I've got a great group of guys and, and staff that I get to work with every day. Um, just fired up for the finals and just focused on that as well. Mm. So can I just start? we don't get to speak to you very often. And, um, you know, you come out of the, the Kansas program in the NCAA and, um, you know, you're doing great things with the Sydney Kings. So is – do you um, using this as a platform to to um, go forward? Is is that how big a focus is that for you? You know, I just thought it was a great opportunity when the the opportunity presented itself to talk to the ownership and learn about the league and what a competitive league it was. I just it seemed like a great opportunity to grow as a coach, and that's that was my biggest focus. And um, to come down here and learn and grow as much as I have already has been great. You know, it's obviously to have the success our group's had has been awesome too, but um, at the end of the day, it's about relationships. And, you know, again, I go back to our staff. They're just great people. Kevin Lish, Blair McIntyre, Daniel Kickert, all the way down. It's just a pleasure to work with them every day. And, and to coach guys like Zave and Brucey and, and DJ, and that can go on and on. It's just, it's, it's a blessing to be down here. And, and, and you're a young man. Can you remember when your focus flipped from playing to coaching? Can you remember when you, 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 focus turned from one to the other yeah it's funny when I was growing up I'd go to the UT basketball camp all the time and my brother played there and so I was always really close with their coaching staff and they always tell a story it was I was about 10 years old and we were like in the you know camp finals and I had our team running UOB sets in the hallway <laughs> getting the game. so I guess it's been there for a long time <laughs> well the other thing is too uh, you, you come from an uh, incredible basketball family with your dad uh, RC a very very smart man it can recognize talent like no other right. anytime you can recognize a 201 centimeter guy that can't run out of sight in a dust storm cannot do very much other than shoot the ball and get an opportunity in the NBA clearly an outstanding human being is was your is your dad but uh, okay, right. does he does he um, do you consult him when it comes to strategy and and because uh, I, I lean on my old man all the time but do you go to him when it comes to some of the things you're going through over here? You know, sometimes, you know, half the time I'm trying to coach the Spurs strategy because I think they're so bad these days. I'm trying to help them as much as I can. But, uh, uh, he's a great outlet and resource and a ton of ways for me to, to have and talk to and, and you know, to lean on to for advice. So I'm super blessed to not only for all the opportunities I've gotten because of it, but, yeah, to have a an outlet like that who's been through it all has been great. Have you watched any of the All-Star game today? You know, I I was planning on and I ended up taking a nap, so I didn't get to see. But hey. I, I think that's probably would have been the better decision. Anyway. Time well spent on it. it it's yeah. atrocious. Yeah. 
it is it's unwatchable if you have any competitive instinct to you. To me, it's a blight on the game. I love all the ceremonial stuff, but gee, Chase, it, it's it's poor. I mean, I tell you what, Gazy, a lot of NBA regular season games are like the All Star games of old these days. That's so. That's hey, mate, great to hear your voice on our show. Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks. Hopefully you get out of what you what you need, and we can't wait to see that uh, final series against the Breakers kick off, mate. Good luck. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me Chase, on. Chase, good man, Chase. Coach of the Sydney Kings.